Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off of the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Helen Nguyen, CEO and co-founder of 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hi there, Wellness Wednesday listeners. Thank you so much for joining me once again. I'm back in the studio with a guest speaker today. Her name is Sarah West. She's from Life Perspectives, a wonderful organization that we've incorporated here at 3W. Just before we got on here, Sarah and I were talking about a variety of different ways that we can incorporate more of this organization that we really, really enjoy collaborating with. But I thought it would be a good idea to get her on our podcast and talk about reproductive grief, reproductive loss. And I know we're going to just scratch the surface today and we'll, I'm sure Sarah could be come back again sometime soon to dive deeper into this very multi-complex issue. But, you know, it's, it's never... It's never a good time to talk about reproductive grief because it happens so unexpectedly and you don't know how to prepare for it. But thank goodness for folks like Sarah. Thanks goodness for organizations like Life Perspective that we've, as an organization, been more confident in approaching reproductive grief and loss. So I'm so glad to have you here, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Helena. You know, I love coming here and hanging out with you all at the clinic so much. So I really appreciate the time that you've been able to allow for me to come and join the podcast today and and share some of what Life Perspectives and the Institute of Reproductive Grief Care does Mm -hmm. for all who are impacted by reproductive loss. Yes. Yes, such a beautiful and hard topic to approach in many, many ways. And we've all been impacted by it in some form or another, right? So I would love for you to just introduce yourself and how you got involved in this work and where do you see yourself going? Any personal stories that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Absolutely, Helen. You know, it was just... It was really just by chance that I found the Institute. You know, we started as a a smaller foundation, Life Perspectives. And when Michaeline Friedenberg really founded and launched Life Perspectives, the goal and the mission was really to start to affect this standard of care, right, for those who are experiencing reproductive loss. And we have been so blessed as an organization that we've been able to grow and the foundation itself has been able to launch the Institute of Reproductive Grief Care. We have been the institute now for almost two years, which is fantastic and amazing. We have a wonderful wonderful facility that's headquartered in San Diego, and we are able to really facet our our vision and our mission. And we really kind of have this trifold mission 
in the avenue of reproductive grief care, and Mm -hmm. that is to not only provide the healing resources for families and individuals and healthcare Mm -hmm. providers Mm -hmm. and others who are supporting those who have been through this type of loss. But we also do research both in-house and we collaborate with other organizations, universities and foundations. And we do training and education, which is probably one of the biggest components Mm -hmm. of what we do at the Institute. I kind of found the Institute myself when I was kind of getting back into healthcare after taking a break to teach for a few years. And when I found the Institute, I knew immediately that I had to I really had to find some way to Mm -hmm. really move forward their work and really help them grow because I Mm -hmm. was so personally connected to the mission of their work. I got my start in healthcare, actually, in speech pathology and audiology. Mm. And I did a lot of work for years. I worked with a variety of ages of patients and populations of patients, but I specifically worked with newborns and in the NICU, and I ran the newborn hearing screening programs. So Mm. I did that for a really long time. When we were having children... I don't think we ever anticipated what would happen in our future and our touch by reproductive loss when I was pregnant with my youngest son, Mm. which happened to be about nine years ago. I was having an unremarkable pregnancy and didn't think anything of anything. I'd had other healthy children at home that were older, Mm -hmm. went in for routine six-month OB checkup. Mm -hmm. I remember leaving work, tried to get into the doctor's office earlier, and it didn't happen. So I went to my regular appointment. And within 48 hours from that appointment, I had been sent to the emergency room I'd given birth to and lost my youngest son. Mm. And that was right at just Gosh. right after 24 weeks. And and I think it was really hard for me, right, to go back to work after that. Yeah. It was hard for me to really, I didn't have the support. I didn't have the resources. I didn't know which way to go and what avenue to turn. And it was like I didn't have any of these care providers in my in my corner. It was like, oh, this is just something that happens medically. Let's wipe our hands of it and move on. And that's what I kept feeling like. And I was like, that's not right because I'm I'm miserable. I'm in mm-hmm. pain. I'm a mess. Mm-hmm. I'm grieving mm-hmm. drastically. And mm-hmm. nobody wanted to talk to me about it. And I didn't mm-hmm. want to talk to anybody about it either because it was so hard. And I just, I couldn't go back to work. And I thought, well, I think I need to, I think I need to work on some healing while I'm looking for some places to go. As I did that, I actually went out to a local women's clinic that was close to us. And Mm -hmm. they actually were the first ones that had introduced some of that information from life perspectives at the time, which was just so amazing. Mm -hmm. It's been really great to be able to work with that clinic now too, to Mm -hmm. train them Mm -hmm. into and certify them into reproductive grief care. But they really, you know, they kind of allowed me to kind of find this place. And I got this email one day with this job opportunity. And I went, yes, this is it. This is it. It just wow, happened how full to circle. full circle. Oh, my gosh, that's beautiful. So now I'm I'm kind of back, you know, in the healthcare, healthcare realm. But this time, I think what I'm doing is really being able to take that personal experience that I had mm-hmm. and really meld it 
with, you know, my education, my experience that of working in clinical care and say, hey, let's grow this institute. Let's do this. Let's Mm -hmm. let's reach out to care providers, to behavioral health, to mental health. Let's reach as many people as we can. Let's get in the universities and Mm -hmm. let's say, hey, what is that standard of reproductive grief care? What do I say and do? What should Mm -hmm. I not say and not do Mm -hmm. as care providers, as support team members in Mm -hmm. that avenue? So now what I'm serving at the Institute is the director of hospital programs. We launched last year our emergency department program, where we are now moving into emergency departments and different hospitals, healthcare systems across the United States and providing reproductive grief care training to their emergency department staff. We also have what we have a more advanced care provider course for hospital staff. So if we do have care providers that want to dive in and become fully certified into reproductive grief care and become an advanced kind of an ambassador, right, for their hospital and reproductive grief care, then we also provide that additional training for the hospitals and work with the hospitals Mm -hmm. on creating that standard of care in Mm -hmm. the emergency room environment, but also how do we do that in a multidisciplinary approach? How do Mm -hmm. we collaborate with the different departments in the hospital when someone does come in? And maybe they are um, experiencing a miscarriage or something else is occurring that Mm -hmm. might end up and result in reproductive loss. Right. What Mm -hmm. do we do? What do we say? But how do we always how do we also work as a team? Right. Yeah. Because that that was something that we here at 3W knew from the very beginning as we were venturing into seeing more and more patients. There was a definitely a pattern and a gap, not not because our medical providers weren't willing, but they were like, we are just not taught this in mm-hmm. medical school, where yeah. there was not a whole focus on it. It was very much, you know, as you were talking about your own experience and how the medical professionals kind of just said, this is just it. In some ways, it's like this push to normalize the situation because there's no definite answer, right? So you don't want to blame the mom. You don't want to blame the unborn child. You don't want to blame anyone for this very fluke-like type of situation. But there are real emotions that are being unfolded and like even weeks and months afterwards of a loss, regardless of how that loss came about, there's no acknowledgement that something was here and now it's no longer here. And what does that look like for an individual that has gone through reproductive loss? You know, it's, it's so funny how our, our patients, we learned so much from, from them and their vulnerability in coming back and having these tough conversations with our medical providers and saying, okay, guys, we, I need, I need to talk about this. I need to, you know, go through this again with you guys. And it really helped us go, okay, we need a resource to support these women, Mm -hmm. support these patients as they go through this grief process. Mm -hmm. And we ourselves need to reach out to, you know, something out there. And when we found Life Perspective, we were just like, ah, this, this aligned with our values, this Mm -hmm. aligned with our messaging and our branding. And it has, helped so much bridge the gap between there's a loss that just happened and this is what we can do for you. We, we're we going to acknowledge the space in which you're in right now and not just sweep it over as something you should get over. 
So that has been immensely helpful to us because yes, we like you see something on the ultrasound screen at one point and then she comes back the next day and it's gone, you know, or the week later it's gone. And we're like supposed to just walk away from that and be like, Oh, it's no big deal. Right. And let's focus on all of the physical things that we need to take care of medically for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Medicine is more than that. Mm -hmm. Right. It's supposed to be healing. It's supposed to be healing, not only physical, but mental and spiritual. All of that has to encompass because we are complex human beings. Right. We are complex people that that embody all of that. So it's been wonderful to just incorporate life perspective as a resource for our patients. And it is a free service. It is something that our our whole team went through training wise to be better at knowing how to navigate this these conversations. And it was just a a wonderful addition to our services here at 3W. So thank you so much for what you guys do. Oh, that's so wonderful to hear, Helen. We love to hear the work that is done in Mm -hmm. in clinics like yours and Mm -hmm. in health, in clinics and hospitals and just different centers Mm -hmm. and counseling practices all Mm -hmm. over the nation. One of our favorite things to hear is those stories that you know, we we didn't think this was going to make such a difference yeah. until we did it. And then yeah. once we we took the courses, once we worked through our language, once we changed some of the ways that we question things on our intake forms, mm-hmm. and once we just kind of changed kind of the policies and procedures of what does it look like for different patients when they come into our office? And if someone is coming in, experiencing a loss, finding out about a loss after a loss, how are we going to navigate those patients and Mm -hmm. work through and make some of those changes? And we really appreciate that because it means so much to those of us who have gone through these experiences Mm -hmm. and it means so much for everyone else out there and their families that have gone through those experiences. And so we really appreciate that. And I think, and I think of one thing that I remember you all did here within your system was said, Hey, you know, if somebody's coming in here, into our office and they come back to ultrasound and and they're getting a sonogram done and we don't see anything. Well, we, you know, or they're coming in and talking to us about a loss that they've just had and we're having such a great conversation. Well, it's really hard for them to walk out that front door if there's any pregnant families, pregnant women mm-hmm. that are sitting in chairs out there. Right. And you guys have really done a good job of saying, okay, well, let's set up a policy, a procedure. What do we do? Let's make sure we have a backdoor route mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. kind of private mm-hmm. that we can walk with them. And so just little things like that within clinic systems are so wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, hospitals, of course, kind of have to step it up and do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But taking the language, taking the bits and pieces of the education that we mm-hmm. have provided for all of you. And then to hear you call us and say, hey, we're working on creating a kit that is specific for our patients with reproductive loss. Would you mind answering some questions or doing a little consulting? That is just wonderful and amazing. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. what we love at the Institute is being able to do that for others. So yes, we're going to train you. We're going to give you the education. If you're, and and for the everyone who's listening to the podcast today, you know, we have certified 3W mm-hmm. Medical Clinic. They are mm-hmm. actually certified by the Institute in Reproductive Grief Care. There are there is an organization certification that's pretty pretty extensive. And we have certified 3W in this care because we know that you have taken those steps to really provide that compassionate standard of care for yeah. any family that yeah. comes in that says, I've had a reproductive loss. And 
Helen, I do want to kind of pause right here and just kind of mention that, you know, reproductive loss is kind of this umbrella term. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when we're talking about reproductive loss, we don't want to just say, oh, someone who may have experienced a miscarriage. Right. There's also those that have experienced stillbirth. Yes. Those that have experienced early infant loss. Mm -hmm. There are those that struggle with infertility. Mm -hmm. And that is a reproductive loss over and over and over. I was just going to say that you were the first organization that recognized that. Yeah. And I remember taking the training right when I just adopted my son. Yeah. And there was a part in the training that talked about, you know, you have this idea of what's going to happen. Like for me, it was like, oh, we're going to get married and then we're going to have kids and then it's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. And for us to struggle for eight years and continuously struggle with infertility, you guys were the first people to recognize this grief and loss of a an idea mm-hmm. that we've that I have had in my brain since I could remember thinking I'm going to get married one day I'm going to have kids one day and that's going to be so easy and that was really impactful for me hearing someone that doesn't even know my situation acknowledge that that grief exists and there is that it's normal and yeah. that it's okay yep. to feel that way because in a lot of ways like as a woman, like, that's what we do. We have kids. We have this amazing superpower to do that. And because I wasn't able to, what does that mean about me? You know? And through your training, that was such a light bulb moment for me. So again, thank you for acknowledging that. (laughs) It's, it's so powerful to be acknowledged, isn't it, Helen? Yes, absolutely. I mean, and it's so powerful for someone to say, we don't only we don't only acknowledge that you have gone through that experience and that you're going through that experience. Mm-hmm. And we don't only acknowledge that for those who might have had an you know a loss that mm-hmm. we acknowledge that you know we acknowledge the baby, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we also acknowledge the big picture. We acknowledge the family. We acknowledge mm-hmm the whole support team in mm-hmm. that so that mm-hmm. everyone says, hey, this is, this is, yes, this is kind of sort of a normal thing that happens in life, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that I wanted it to be my normal. Right. And they're acknowledging that it happened and they're just saying, you know, I'm so sorry yeah. that you've gone through this experience, that you're going through this experience. And yeah. that acknowledgement right there just means so much for so many people. Yeah. Yeah, it was always this, you know, elephant in the room kind yeah. of situation that no one knew how to talk about it. Yeah. And I through that training, I've I I personally was given tools to know how to talk about my infertility journey. And you know, it's a loss that that I didn't even know how to conceptualize mm-hmm. in my own brain of how to communicate that to people because people really don't know what to say. And they are trying their best to not hurt you, but sometimes they say things that are like super insensitive. Right. And it kind of goes, you know, when they right. say it, you're kind of like, ooh, I am I being sensitive? Mm-hmm. Or was that an insensitive remark yeah. that shouldn't have been said? And, you know, it really opened my eyes personally to see that there was such a lack of a conversation in reproductive loss that y- you don't have to be 
pregnant and lose a child to understand reproductive exactly. grief. It could impact so many people. Yeah. It also, you know, my mom went through a miscarriage very late into her pregnancy. My my older sisters, who I, as how I acknowledge that pregnancy, and again, never talked about it with me until much later in my life. Mm-hmm very much buried it as mm-hmm. something you need to just get over. And there's a cultural flavor to that, yes. right? And there's a a personal flavor to that. But I know through, you know, I can reflect now as an adult and, and, and realize that she has been wanting to connect with this child because she carried her for six mm-hmm. months and lost her and had yeah. to deliver her. And that that was just kind of swept under the rug, we don't talk about it anymore, but she, I know through the years, I can pinpoint conversations that I've had with her just little here and there that she had wanted to know, make sure she was okay. Yeah. Like, you know, is she in heaven? You know, is she, am I going to meet her one day? And then going through my own reproductive loss. So it was very, it was very like, woo, we're opening up some really deep, you know, cans of like, just we need to address it though yeah. because it is something that's part imprinted on us and part of our journey. And so, yeah, it's just if thank you, you for that. If you can't feel it, you can't heal it, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so just going through your training was so helpful and here I was, you know, on maternity leave with my little son yeah. and 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 it was just very like, whoa. This is the healing process. Mm-hmm. This was the joy that came from accepting the 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 card that I was dealt yeah. and I had a, I had to make a very intentional decision of am I going to despair mm-hmm. about my reproductive loss and grief and be upset about it or can I joyfully carry it and yeah. say I'm going to tell my story to as many people as possible because how else are we going to connect talk about it yeah, yeah. And so that was really, really cool part of yeah. the training. And it's been amazing to see what you have been doing with the clinic <laughs> and in the yeah. community since then. So it's really yeah. going to be exciting to work with you, Helen, too, to take that kind of to the next level yes. here in um, the Seattle community. And I'm really excited for that because that yeah. I think us kind of bringing some of this information Mm -hmm. out to the community, to other care providers, to other Mm -hmm. leaders, Mm -hmm. I think they will be able to really glean some true jewels from Mm -hmm. that education, um, just like you did. And everybody picks pockets and pieces of it that connects with them, um, that really connects with them. But I love it because I think that with our training, it's so great because you get these, you almost have these, oh, well, now I have a go-to phrase or language I can use mm-hmm. regarding the situation, knowing that I still have to meet my patients right where they are and every patient is different. I do have some of that standard language tools that we can use as a team, that mm-hmm. we can all be on the same page mm-hmm. so that when we are working with our patients who do share, disclose, or talk about reproductive loss, then we have the better tools and language to do so. And I think mm-hmm. that if if we're able to really kind of spread that out, right, into other care providers, into the community, into family members, into support leaders, right. then we all know what to say. Yes. And then we don't keep it quiet, but we say, how are you doing? Yes. Yeah. You know, how are you doing? Right. It's been nine years for me. I think sometimes if you ask me how I'm doing, I'm going to say, I'm doing really well today. 
Mm -hmm. And I think other times you may ask me and I go, oof, had a trigger moment this morning, Mm -hmm. kind of having a roller coaster of a day with my grief, right? Yeah. And it could be anything. And and I think that if we can, right, get that out there in the community and we we are practicing this standardized kind of compassionate care across the board, I think it's just think of how emotionally healthy yeah we'll all be well and grief comes in waves it does so it doesn't you can't compartmentalize it like i'm going to feel grief now yeah and then in two weeks i'm not going to feel it anymore right and it's just it's just recognizing the humanity of 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 the situation and we're we're not robots so and it's a process right it's a process and one of the things i was going to mention when we talk about that kind of umbrella term of reproductive loss is i'm just going to touch on this a little bit is to also include those who've experienced a termination or an abortion experience because that is definitely a loss and we cannot just whether it is a loss through termination via miscarriage or infertility right we're not we're not comparing them at all. We know mm-hmm. that they occur under very different circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. But it is there is a process and regardless, right? We may grieve, we may not grieve. Mm-hmm. We may not grieve until years later. We may grieve for years and then be fine, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's just kind of this nonlinear thing. And so I think that if we can just at least be able to have someone we can talk to about it if we're personally affected by it, but also as care providers, support team members, family members, if we can actually say, how are you doing? You know, I'm Mm -hmm. so sorry. I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just to sit in silence with you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. while you cry, laugh, Mm -hmm. scream, whatever you want to do. Right. Yeah. I think that that's really going to be super beneficial to the power of really affecting this yes. widespread adoption of it, yes. right? Yeah. You know, and I love, I would love to get into some of these college classrooms and be able to say, hey, I remember going through my medical program. And when I took counseling, it yes. was oh, a little bit about bedside manner. Yep. And that yep. was kind of it. More yep. of it was about, well, how do you actually kind of talk with a patient right. about their medical history? Yes. Nothing about these specific types of bereavement, no. loss. How do I talk to a patient who's grieving mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and specifically, right? Right. How do we deal with families? Yep. who are experiencing reproductive loss, have experienced reproductive loss, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do I know if I'm an emergency room nurse and I have someone in screaming in pain and I'm thinking there's no way she can be in this much pain, right? If I check her intake history, maybe she's got history of loss in mm-hmm. there and just mm-hmm. hospital environments could be triggering and traumatic. Right. And thinking of all of those things, Things when we're doing our training and when we're talking with our care providers, mm-hmm. when we're in discussions. I love having some of these discussions with our healthcare task force members because we really talk about what actually happens, what we see, we hear from our patients, right? And they tell us. Mm-hmm. And we use the tools that we learn from the research studies that yeah. that we've done, that they have done, and say, hey, you know, this this works. Being yeah. compassionate. Yeah. Can help heal and it can really help someone on the healing process. And I love, I really have to say, Helen, I love how you keep calling it the process because it is a journey, right? And and like you said, grief is not, oh, let me get done with this stages of grief. Let me Mm -hmm. pass my test. Let me close that door and let Mm -hmm. me be done with the grief. No, it's kind of an ongoing journey. Yeah. Um, There may be times, right, that I may go, oh my gosh, it's been two days and I haven't thought about my son. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And probably nine years ago, I would have thought that's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then it hurts. But then I think, okay, that's okay. Because that's part of my grieving process. And it's part of my healing journey. Mm. You know, he's always going to be there. But yes. it's it's this process. It's a journey. Yeah. And yeah. I remember someone came to me once when I was younger sharing me a story saying, oh, but I'm healed, but I'm healed. And I kept thinking, but are we ever truly healed? Mm. Because even mm. if I, you know, after my car accident, mm-hmm. I healed physically. But I think emotionally, I'm still scared to drive so close behind a car in front of me on the highway in mm-hmm. case somebody hits me from behind. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. every time I get on the highway, I might get a little nervous and panic a little bit. And so it's 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 almost like this emotional trauma, right? Yeah. So it's it's a constant journey. Yeah. Yeah. And the healing probably can look different all across the board, oh, right? You've yeah. seen healing in so yeah. many different flavors and yeah. processes and and all of that stuff. And I guess like healing can be defined by that individual's walk with that specific story or yeah. that specific situation. And healing can look multifaceted, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's so wonderful to be able to have this amazing resource at this finger at our fingertips to be able to then acknowledge when a patient is going through, when a young woman, a woman that's grieving in our exam room with our medical providers, we don't have to just say, we don't have anything for you today. We can't, we can't help you today. It's like, no, let's sit in this. Mm -hmm. Let's acknowledge this. Let's, can we print you more pictures so that you could memorialize the situation? Can we give you this journal that you can journal? Can we give you this bracelet that you can wear and remember this child that you lost? All of that is so beautifully packaged by Life Perspective for us to be able to walk into that conversation, not arrogantly knowing what to say, but how to partner with that patient as she's walking through this grief and and process it with her unfolding it with her that has been such a beautiful gift to us that you guys have you know poured into us and i'm just so thankful i'm thankful that you you're here now locally that yeah <laughs> and and like you know like sarah said that this is what we have incorporated at 3w is just the tip of the iceberg we are going to my my goal is to dive deeper into reproductive reproductive loss and grief, grief, not only because it's a personal thing for me and my journey, but also the numerous women that come through our doors that are searching for this very important resource. So thank you, Sarah, You're so welcome. much. <laughs> we are welcome. I should say we Aww. are all very welcome for that. We're like obsessed with you guys. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you so much for for doing what you do. And I'm, I'm positive you'll be back. We can dive deeper, you know, because this, this, conversation can go on forever. And I love that. But I hope our listeners, you know, can just get a flavor of what we can dive into later. And thank you, Sarah. Again. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I know it's it's a pretty powerful month, October mm-hmm. being Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness yes. Month. So yeah. it, it might be a very challenging month for mm-hmm. a lot of families mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, you know, just kind of recognize that and yeah. and kind of lean into that and feel that. Give yourself some grace this month. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, families remember that everybody does grieve and heal a little differently yeah. within your own families too. Yes. And give each other 
yeah. as much grace as you're giving yourself. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. it's a it's an important topic to bring out and talk about. And it's mm-hmm. also very important for us as leaders, as care providers, as support team members mm-hmm. to say, hey, you know, we're going to provide you with the most compassionate care that we can today. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. You always know what to say. <laughs> so thank you listeners for tuning in today. Just, yeah, just with with what Sarah just said, you know, if we can walk alongside you, please know that you're not alone, that we're there for you and we love you. And if we could be a part of this, this grieving journey, we would love to do that. So thank you so much. And until next time. For more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more information about the services we provide. Book an appointment or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you like this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.